Welcome to At Go AI. This is a short form podcast involving multiple series from For Humanity, just 10 minutes to gain insights on topics of pressing importance, specifically in the space of ethics and accountability regarding emerging technology. You will hear from game changers in this field who have spearheaded accountability, transparency, governance, and oversight in developing and deploying emerging technology, including artificial intelligence. My name is Megan Jacko, and I work in risk assessment, cybersecurity engineering with Cyber Future Foundation. And I am focused on helping others thinking about ethics in terms of technology and shifting security left. I am one of the contributors to the For Humanity community and a host of this podcast. For Humanity is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to addressing the ethics, bias, privacy, trust, and cybersecurity in artificial intelligence and autonomous systems. For Humanity works to make AI safe for all people and makes itself available to support government agencies and instrumentalities to manage risk associated with AI and autonomous systems. If you want to know more about For Humanity, visit https://forhumanity.center. This is a series on the draft EU AI regulations. The draft regulations mandate classification of high-risk AI and also require specific approaches to ensure that such AI systems do not harm people. This regulation has proposed a penalty of 6% of global revenues or 30 million euros for violations. We are going to gain perspectives from four humanity fellows regarding their current thoughts on this regulation. Today, we have Joshua Buscelli, who is an international polyglot. He is based in Switzerland and has a background in event and project management, as well as applied ethical research and critical analysis. He is an independent researcher, writer, and editor with a master's in political, legal, and economic philosophy, and has experience ranging from humanitarian fieldwork for the UNHCR in Malaysia to researching and editing for academic journal articles and Swiss think tanks on the subject of ethical AI and robotics. He is a former head of community management at Let's Fi and a freelance writer for Cyber Unity on the subject of careers in cybersecurity. Welcome, Joshua. Could you share what are you working on currently and how does this connect to the draft EU regulations? Sure, Megan. Um, so at the moment, what I'm working on um, primarily at For Humanity is the code of ethics stuff. So I'm working on drafting a code of ethics for For Humanity auditors. I'm also working or leading the knowledge store in For Humanity's body of knowledge on codes of ethics. So trying to sort of build an industry standard of code of ethics for AI applications and businesses that are that are implementing autonomous um, systems. And the way this sort of meshes with the EU regs is that, and, and all regulations actually, is that regulations in general, they always have gaps. There's There's not really a way around that. There's no way to make them entirely comprehensive. And in my opinion, at least, ethics is where we fill those gaps until the legislation can catch up and fill those gaps. So at the moment, there's still a lot of gray areas, a lot of unknowns, a lot of variables that are still sort of out there that we don't even know we need to be paying attention to or regulating. And so creating an industry standard for effective codes of ethics is one way where you can mitigate those gaps and kind of guide people in the industry to make the right decisions without being forced to on the compliance side, but because it's a good idea and it's most productive for everyone when they do so. I really appreciate you mentioning the gaps there, and I think that's going to really lead into the next question as well. But why do the draft EU AI regulations matter from your perspective? AI, like the internet still, I think, but 
a bit less nowadays is 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 still highly unregulated it's still an issue that is that is really open and where the development side of things is going so much faster than we can catch up with in terms of coming to terms with the problems the risks the threats even the opportunities we're kind of just moving forward into the unknown without much reference point and so the eu regs i think are really important in the sense that they set out the european approach or the european macro policy to do with ai and this development and at least kind of putting some borders around it and and guidelines and sort of more specifically arguing unlike the more american approach i guess the silicon valley approach that we need to stick to the precautionary principle which is sort of a philosophical principle that we when we're not sure what the consequences are going to be we should probably be very careful about about pursuing that course of action and and that to me seems like one of the most important parts of these EU AI regs is that they're setting out clearly that when in doubt we're going to wait and we're not going to make it easy for people to move in these directions rather than sort of the innovation um approach that that is coming out of Silicon Valley which is much more we'll try and then we'll retroactively deal with the problems as they arise which usually i am a little bit partial to i mean you know, i i do have some libertarian tendencies and i would, in general i think it's good to to kind of let people have free reign but with this it's it's such a it's a technology that we we don't even understand yet and we don't understand how it's affecting our world and we're already trying to implement it and i find that problematic so in this case i'm on board with the eu um in terms of their their precautionary approach to the whole ai um world yeah it seems that because of the impact that it has on on people in the vast arrays of our lives really taking a, a look with scrutiny is quite quite important um and so then how do you really see ai ethic ai ethics regulatory environment evolving within that I think that that's kind of the major thing is that I think this sets a precedent for choosing a course for deciding on one of these policies whether we're going to go the innovation direction or sort of the more cautious direction and I think that that's sort of what this that's one of the big things that the EU AI regs are doing is that it's it's taking a stance and it's taking a stance on behalf of one of the largest stakeholders I guess the EU um in the field so in doing so I think it's going to probably spur other um regulations both within and outside the EU either as reactions sort of offering up other approaches or as as kind of exercises in bolstering what the EU has already started and filling in the gaps that they have that they have uh that they have left open in 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 this first step towards a comprehensive regulation of AI and so when you think about like these comprehensive regulations that are happening um and that this is still in draft mode what do you think are some of the exceptional things that have come out of these EU regulations? Yeah, I think the most important things again are related to the precautionary principle and sort of the banning or at least the restriction of questionable applications of AI, so social credit systems and um real-time biometric uh, facial recognition for for kind of surveillance purposes and these things where these are areas where we already know there can be ethically problematic consequences if we let governments and businesses and everyone else do whatever they want. And so I think it's really promising that they've um herded that in a little bit. I also think that as I've mentioned several times this taking a stance and sort of saying we're going to stick to a careful approach and we're not going to just dive in head first to this stuff but we're going to make sure that as it's rolled out it's rolled out appropriately and with enough caution and paying attention to humans and human impacts and diverse groups of people and how these technologies affect them 
And so I think those are probably the two major things is, is just taking a stance on the side of precaution and the, the fact that it pretty much restricts quite heavily some of the more questionable and, and still ethical gray areas about AI applications. Yeah. To shift perspective for a moment, um, you're based in Europe and Switzerland. Um, you've mentioned the United States. What do you think are some um, implications that will exist for other countries? Um, you can, you know, name regions, countries, etc. Um, but how do you think these regulations will impact other localities? I think at least if you look at sort of the transatlantic side of things with, with the U.S., it's going to be now we've set the stage. We know that Europe is on the side of being careful and that the U.S. is still on the innovation side and taking that approach. And so I think that globally, it's going to be a matter of, for lack of a better word, picking sides. I think it's going to come down to other countries, like I said, either within Europe or farther abroad, coming up with their own sort of macro strategy and policy and view of AI and the direction they want it to go in, and then building legislation on that um, basis. And so I think one of the biggest things is going to be the question of how do we integrate or interface these different legislations and these different regulations from across the world that take completely different approaches? Are the EU regulations, for example, even compatible with the U.S. approach? And if not, what do we do about that? It's, it's sort of, again, it's a, similar, it's a similar problem to what happened with the Internet and the fact that it's something that transcends borders. There's no way to, to limit it to one or another country. And so it's almost a technology that needs a global consensus. And I don't think we've ever in the history of humanity had or reached a global consensus about anything. So I think that's probably the, the, the biggest um, emerging issue that this, that this kind of uh, brings up for, for the international community. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one of the largest areas of global consensus has been the international space station, right? Um, you've seen a wonderful collaboration with that. But and it's been going on for more than 20 years, just about um, at this point. So just past 20. But beyond that, it's, it's very hard to reach um, agreement on things. And we can see how D- GDPR changed things for other countries just because of the nature of globalism. Um, but it, it is very fascinating and we'll have to see what happens with this. Um, yep. So one final question. What is one thing that you would bet on today from the EU regulations that you think will bring a significant change to the world? Um, this is maybe a bit of a counterintuitive answer, but I think that what the EU regulations do, sort of the one thing I would bet on, is the fact that it's going to maybe prevent the world from changing too quickly. And I think that that in and of itself is is very important because I really firmly believe that it's much more difficult. It's, it's much easier to build things that don't work at all or that work badly than it is to build things that work quite well. Um, and this this sort of set of regulations kind of keeps people on 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 that track of of being very careful about which direction we take things in. And so I would bet on the fact that if this gains enough momentum and enough pull, that it will rather than changing the world faster for the better, it's going to prevent the world from changing for the worse or moving in directions that could cause potentially even irreparable damage to, to, to millions of people. Um, and so for me, I think that's actually a bit of a conservative answer, but I would say that actually the fact that it, it, it prevents change might actually be the, the, the USP of, of these EU regs rather than any substantive change that they're, um, that they're pushing forward in the field of AI. Sure. So give just enough pause to exactly what you're saying before, have that precaution 
that we prevent and mitigate harm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's where the value lies, in my opinion, when it comes to the UAI regs. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And if anyone listening wants to learn more and help with this project, go to forhumanity.center. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. My pleasure.